I'm so happy you're with us this week for this terrific conversation with Desi Tahirai, an expert in areas of resilience, growth, business and personal development, and has a marvelous story in what has led her to this place to support businesses, teams, and individuals in her various ways. Thanks for joining us. I know you're gonna go a lot. I know you're going to get a lot out of this conversation. Living in a stressful world doesn't mean you have to give up on happiness. Instead, you can shift your perspective of stress and discover how to live your life in flow. Welcome to Happified. I'm your host, Susie Vine. Join me for inspiration and interviews with folks who are shining their light in the world in the areas of positive mindset, health, and wellness. I'm so happy to have you here. Welcome back. I am so very happy to have you join me today for my conversation with Desi Tahirai. Desi is the founder and CEO of Desi Tahirai Consulting Incorporated, speaker and an author. We'll get into a conversation about her books, and I know this is just the beginning of her library, and the contributor to Women Empowerment Wednesday. Desi helps or the organization in a holistic way by providing human resources and employee training, coaching, team building, mentoring, creating many online programs for burned out executives and high performance culture, and much more. She has written so far three books, the first fail and get up and never give up the power of transformation, her second book burnout what's next, which could be another avenue of conversation for us today, or perhaps another episode entirely. And her upcoming book is poetry called Our Human Race. So we'll have more to watch for coming out from Desi in this year ahead. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so happy to have you with me. Thank you for having me today. And uh, it's uh, my honor to share with your audience uh, the tips and tools that uh, can take us in the next century and next generations to come. Beautiful. And I love that you, you start already by referring to, you know, how we can support moving forward in our future generations. And you yourself have quite a story. I'd love to hear a little bit about how have you come to be in this place with this kind of influence and support for organizations, for teams, and for the high achieving professionals that you support? Well, it's like a building blocks, right? You depend of what environment you grow up. And for me, I grew up in communism time, a rush, totalitarianism that built resilience on me in a very young age. And, uh, and uh, the thirst for freedom, because they don't let us to go to school. They don't let us to marry. They don't get us to get a job. So when the life sources are not there, so what is your passion? Freedom. So in that case, in uh, age 23rd, I was the first girl to go to fight for the first election in the country. 
And then the people see my passion to help everybody since young age. And that is why I bring the resilience in a place. So I was attorney of the city for four years at age 24. In that case, that's why we need to build this kind of blocks for future generations to come, that the resilience and when they fail, get up and never give up, that is in my book, is not a failure. It's teaching you the muscles of resilience. That's what I call to build the blocks. Absolutely. And so you were really, I mean, I, I would imagine at the age of 24, you probably did not feel like a very young person, but I, it seems like you were very driven from an early age to create change and to start to resolve these issues that you grew up under the influence of with communism and those other aspects. Yes, exactly. Uh, today, days, because under coronavirus, under this, uh, all the companies and uh, institutions, they need resilience leaders, right? Because in a life of, in time of change, you need people to have, because many people feel like a victims, right? When things change or, or anything change. For me, uh, since uh, five years old, I was compassionate because I feel so much uh, uh, pain on people. They don't have bread to eat. They take it from my hand. We don't have shoes. We don't have nothing. So people die 27 years in a jail because you say you lost like olive oil, right? So <laughs> in such a kind, you, of course, you feel the pain of others. And uh, from perhaps my parents, I build that my mom is very compassionate person. So I build that compassion for people to heal people's uh, pain. And that is what I did when I was a lawyer after communism finished, I finished law school. That's what I did at Columbia University for 17 years as a human resource, as a faculty affair, emigration. And that's what I'm doing now as a consultant and to heal wounded souls and uh, to build that uh, uh, open mindset, which is mass for future generations. Absolutely. And, um, and you've touched on the topic of resilience. And there is certainly so much going on right now that we can feel overwhelmed by, and it can be hard to come back to that. So what are some ways in which you help people who may be struggling to have this resilience to find it or to build it? Well, I work in a, in a personal basics. It's not cure one for everyone. It's not one formula. That's why I learned six different kinds of coaching methodologies, including Columbia University leading organizational change. It's extremely important how I go to inside to find what is the fire in that person. What is missing in a puzzle? How to be humble, hungry, and to get discipline. And I build the blocks to that person, uh, going to them inner strength, not to the weaknesses. Weaknesses, we understand as a coaches, right? And blind, blind spot they do have. But I tap to the strengths of the person. And that's what I bring uh, to get out and to to take off from the chains we put it ourselves in, right? It's a matter of mindset, mostly. 
I find that so empowering because I've discovered through a mentor that I've been working with. And once you become aware of it, then you notice how prevalent it is that we seem to be taught to focus on what we need to build up or repair our weaknesses. We're focused on what we need to do better in, as opposed to recognizing those areas in which we naturally, you know, we have more flow, we shine in these areas, we have these strengths. And so I love that you, you, you were just illustrating the importance of that. I think that's very empowering. I think people will give themselves more credit and ability when we recognize how gifted we can be. Yes, exactly. And I'm sorry, because uh, uh, people in these days, <laughs> yes, uh, it's extremely important because to understand the human behavior, that's human resource people that I, I am all my life uh, working with people in different kind of levels and uh, to understand the human behavior or when you have dispute with someone else and when you have a, a fraction with the people or oh, not no, this way but this way and this way I don't like this or to be strong that because different uh, the personality traits they express them feeling differently. So a friend of mine, Richard Messing, he write a book is extremely important that he says that you must know yourself first. But to know yourself, you understand, you need to understand human nature. And to understand human nature, you need to learn. And that is where I talk to the people to learn that kind is teachable anything, everything. So since I break out from the, uh, that uh, closed mindset I was, that I am this and this only, no, I break the walls. And today I do podcasts, I do uh, what you call blogs, I do what you call books, I write books, I do webinars, I go to, I make speeches, I do every single thing in the world. Why? I break out this kind of setting in a box we put ourselves in. We can do anything if we allow ourselves to do it. We can be compassionate to everybody because we need to think first before we speak. And then put yourself to the other people's shoes if you want to be treated that way, then you adjust yourself in. I think that's so important. I think that we, again, perhaps because of that um, tradition or pattern of looking at where our weaknesses are or feeling that, you know, we may be a failure in this, we need to, you know, that's not for us, right? Our potential to learn and overcome, to break through these walls is limitless if we just stop putting these limits in our own way. Thank you for yes. that. I think that's very yes. powerful. I'm glad that you, you spoke to that. <laughs> and I'd love to know too, what kind of skills do you think come together in addition to learning? What else is crucial to, um, to helping people reach the success that they're looking for in their lives or in their business? Oh, I love that question. Uh, is to be a lifelong learner. We go to school right and we eager to go to college because we want to find a good job right and we find that good job 
and we are satisfied for some time and then we get bored right mm -hmm. and then and then uh, we stuck in that field and if you get out of the job you are like a fish with no water so in that case we got to educate new generation with a multi um, not just um, multicultural uh, education but also multi-dimensional skills mm, multi-dimensional skills. skills organizations today and the companies are looking for young generation for workers for mentors like you and me and like a consultant like you and me to have multi-dimensional knowledge and to be that you need to be long life learner every time you learn a new concept you accelerate that with what you already know and then open new windows in your brain what we say when we learn new language new window open in our brain so you open that file whenever you need then you accelerate your business or you put in a job whenever you work in a group settings and your analytics uh, analytical skills become more tangible. Why? Because I compare, contrast, I make educated decisions because I, uh, because I have such a diverse knowledge in different kinds of fields. What I do, I go to my computer, which is my brain, and I take the file in a time that I need that in it. And of course, the education, the main part, teach you discipline, which medley we need to teach new generation because from your goal to the achievement is the discipline, the bridge that takes you. So how we build discipline and no procrastination forever to play games, the new generation all over the place, right? <laughs> so we got to build that muscles in early age and mm -hmm. to make it fun education system, not uh, something that uh, I am afraid to go to classroom, right? It's mm -hmm. extremely important to accelerate new methodologies that we have in hand today. And also, when you are educated and a long life learner, you have the level of wisdom is much more higher. So you have organic uh, growth and your authenticity is extremely important in collaboration with others in a group settings and bring uh, great satisfaction in the end. I am in this age and I am learning every single day something new. I and think that keeps so me powerful. young. It and does, absolutely. And it's exhilarating when um, we have these new discoveries, these things that we learn and it inspires solutions in something that may seem completely unrelated. The cumulative benefit of continuing to learn and expand our understanding, even in areas that seem unrelated, it helps us synthesize information and come up with powerful solutions. I love that. Yeah, and uh, to come to the point uh, that to be in that uh, level of awareness that we are aiming to gain, to all our employees, organizations, uh, business owners, and everybody is um, 
if you don't have uh, a mind, body, and spirit connection, to have that synchronity, mm-hmm. that the, the flow, because where the energy goes, the attention goes, energy flows. Right, so it's extremely important. I see many phases in in online meetings, and many phases are like this: tired and this, and why I'm here. Right, <laughs> the thing is, you really got to work within yourself first, because that kind of mentality is a fight and flight mode. One, mm-hmm. second, you feel like a victim. And third, you don't build good relationship with others. So in that case, to come to the point that when I am front of uh, Susi, I am whole together and I aim to understand her in a full meaning where she come from. That is the building blocks of awareness to not get to the point when you burn out or you have uh, uh, clashes in your organizations. Yes, absolutely. And and like I mentioned, this could be a whole other episode, but um, the, the levels of burnout right now, we're just watching them rise and rise. And so I'm so grateful for your perspective on this. Another guest on my show, Dr. Sharon Grossman, works with other high high level executives and helping them recognize that that you might not need a complete change. And she also really enforces the the importance of learning to check in with yourself, to understand how you're doing. Um, And so do you you also see that this, you know, perhaps coming back to those, the building blocks of resilience could be a way to help us resolve this burnout situation or if there's even yes. a brief answer to this, what, what are your observations? Absolutely, yes. Because um, why so many companies fail over, they build one business, they fail, another one fail, another one fail, or people married and they remarry, and remarry, and remarry. And what's that? That is pattern. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so this book failed, uh, burnout, what's next? They are to do. And if you go through that, there are steps that teach you to not go there. So to come with everything starts with me because what I see starts with me. Yes. Our perception is everything. Everything. So start with where you are, with what you have, and from where you are. Because an open heart and open mind. When we have open heart and open mind, people come close to you. If you are in a fight and flight mood every single day because we got to do this, 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 yeah, right? And we are in that circle. And in the end of the day, we don't have time to pick up the glass to drink water. Why? Mm-hmm. Because First of all, we need to bring the level of awareness. My level of awareness is not where it is today. It was way below. Because uh, mostly women, 
we don't have time to educate ourselves because we have kids to take care, we have jobs to take care, we have this to take care. We have no time to educate ourselves to self-development. Men have less than us in such a realm. They have different kind, but yeah. So in that case, for us, need to be updated all the time. And to ask three, four times a day yourself where I am and what I am doing. Is this important or I can delegate? We have hard time to delegate, right? Mm -hmm. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and to say no. And we don't, we are hard time to say no because different type of personality traits we have in human resource when we hire somebody, we need to find with uh, Mayor Briggs and this with traits of personalities and um, a type of personalities like you and me, perhaps. Uh, we tend to do too much. Yes. And then come to the point when it's breaking point. Mm -hmm. So, to not go there, we need to put tools in a place to educate ourselves, to have a mentor, because you cannot change a habit or mindset in that matter without mentor, because you don't know what you don't know. Yes, that perspective is very hard to get for yourself. Yeah. To be able to see and, and to keep coming back to changing those habits. As you said, you know, there's yeah. so much that and we begin to do on autopilot. And to change that, you need, uh, let's say, you, you don't want to eat sugar one day, uh, you don't need to eat sugar 30 days, depend of your age. So it's a habit, you need repetition and, and discipline on that, uh, what matter. That's why you need a coach. Yes, yes, to keep us on track. And I love that you called attention too to that three times a day, maybe once an hour. Sometimes we have to set reminders to get started to check in, to see how we are operating. Are we present? Are we only focusing on what is within our control and not giving away our energy to everything that's outside of our control? There's a lot of frustration that lives right out there. <laughs> a lot. A lot. And also because the media is 24 seven mm -hmm. today and uh, there is a lot of fake news going on. Universities and higher education here in my area are educating all of us to check with the uh, very authentic resources mm -hmm. that to see that what you are seeing is true or not. And then to set a time to not spend all your time in social media and to set a time not all emails because when you receive email is someone else's agenda is not yours it was very hard for me to, 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 to learn that muscle because when I see email coming in oh I said I got to respond yeah you cannot respond all of the emails out there is someone else's agenda. What is in your agenda? That is first. Mm, I think that's an important thing for people to cue into because, because we do. And that uh, stress response, you know, comes from these notifications, the new email. We feel like we have to drop what we're in the middle of and respond to that immediately. We're always answering these, these triggers. And if we give ourselves 
permission to, to draw some boundaries and say, I'm working on this right now. I will check my email at this time and for this amount of time, right? And instead of being always at the beck and call of everything that's coming in, putting more value yeah. to other people's priorities than our own. Exactly. And that's why you see, I put in my phone from 10.30 to 6.30 in the morning, no notification. Because you're going to draw the line. Otherwise, mm -hmm. you, uh, because the business now is you can work from home, right? So work from home and living home, that life and work integration is uh, together it's not anymore to balance like it was before balance work life different depends of what lifestyle you do have depend on what kind of job do you have that is going to come handy for you that how you're going to say boundaries means from six o'clock in the morning or nine o'clock in the morning until six o'clock in the evening then you have time for your family i was working 14 hours a day Thank you very much. And not time to brush my tooth. <laughs> so that's not a good idea. And of course you get burned out. And of course you are, we are tired. Of course we are going. So what I do, I set up alarm to go 10 o'clock to sleep, five o'clock, 5.30 I get up, 5.30 because I want to write books. Yeah, until eight o'clock, everybody's quiet, no media, no nothing. I, I have creativity kick in in the morning because your brain is fresh, you sleep at night and your creativity. You, we know that from in the morning until 11 o'clock in the morning is your creativity time. After that, life takes you whatever it is out there, right? Business and uh, people requests and everything else going on. So to realize what we are, morning person or night owl, it's extremely important how you integrate in your business or in your day-to-day -day life. Deeply important. Absolutely. And I love that you're being very, very transparent and sharing that with all of your experience and perspective and wisdom. You even find yourself sometimes falling oh, yeah. into these habits of making yourself more available than you need to, trying to answer the calls of everyone who is is trying to get into your, your schedule, your radar, and, and recognizing where your own strengths are, that your prime creative time is in the morning and defending that because we do, yes. our boundaries, our priorities are very important. No one else is going to defend them for us. Exactly. So if we don't do it, who's going to do, right? <laughs> it's, it's, it's a must, it's a must because your son or my son is going to call me mom I need this or the neighbor or this or that so we need to see where we are what is important and of course I use because I am success principle trainer from Kenfield methodology so I train leaders I train employees in such a I use uh, the rule of five for my businesses and for my projects five things every single day until you finish so you gain the discipline muscle that you need when you put it in calendar five things every day any project you have in your hand is going to be done and from my perspective, I think we, not me. I, I am all the time in touch with my tribe. Because 
to make your vibe, your vibe with your tribe and to synchronize because we all are belongs to our tribe. We are all belongs to our community. So how you present yourself, how you give to your community is extremely important, especially for business, small business owners. Yes, very much so. That that level of connection. And that's a bit of a fine line too, because as, as business owners, building our business and reaching out to people who can benefit from our services, you know, there's this expectation of being available, of being transparent, of letting people into your life, right? To, to know, like, and trust factor. And so how do you, how do you help people find the balance there in staying engaged, but also maintaining their boundaries and productivity? Well, uh, first you need to, to come to realize and to sit back and to write down is like mind mapping, which says that, or uh, yeah, is um, and you put it everything in and you see what I do is I put the must do later and delegate because I cannot do it all, right? And what I do for my volunteer work because I volunteer my time for many organizations, which I love. I help St. Jude Children's Hospital. I help International Association of Women. In leadership program, I help uh, Bergen volunteers here in my county. And I am member of uh, uh, Portly Chambers of Commerce. I am Columbia University Toastmaster president. So how I do all of this? I do it by time management. When? Who is going to do what, where, and how? So we need to find out our why and what and how. That's and be okay with letting some things fall fail. away. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, we are not a good uh, parents, then we are not good uh, mothers or. Uh, wives or mm -hmm. whatever you are, uh, man to your wife, and we are not good for community, we're not good for nobody if we don't see and set up uh, the boundaries. Yes, very important. So uh, one other question that I have for you in terms of um, accountability, because as we put our systems in place, and we know, you know, we start to, we, it really is a process of getting to know yourself, how you work best, but then to maintain those, how do you build in or support accountability moving forward? Oh, that is fantastic because without uh, uh, accountability, nothing can be done. And uh, because we are tired and we overcommit and then we fell apart and uh, I lost the trust of Susie because too busy in something else, right? So it's, uh, first we need to lead, to build the muscles and to lead by example. People don't learn what we say, people learn how we do things. Our children, Arthur don't do what I say, Arthur see what I do. So leading by example is first one. And then 
set up rules. You see, I've been a lawyer for many years before 10 years. And no family, no organization, no city or country that matter without rules cannot function. So there are some rules that need to be obeyed in full agreement with all. That is for the greater good we call. Mm -hmm. This agreement, these rules, everybody got to obey in order for us to revive, to survive, and to build new muscles for tomorrow future. What Moses did thousands of thousands of years ago, he did 10 amendments. Why? Because people got crazy without those rules. Right. The organization cannot function. And I am, um, my last name is Discipline. So I love to build that muscles to others. <laughs> <laughs> you were born for this work. <laughs> I was born for that. And the people who say to me, wow, uh, in my job, uh, my director was telling me, Desi, not everybody is like you, you know. I know because I was a player, right? And all organizations, of course, hire A players, right? If I build a big company, of course, I'm going to look to hire A players, not B, right? A players have discipline. And they are authentic. Mm -hmm. If I do mistake, I says I mess up. Not to hide ourselves and to put the finger to someone else, or to take advantage of somebody else, or to be bullied to other people. Because in every organization, this kind of people diminish the culture. Yes, very quickly very quickly and uh, until come to the leader uh, is too late. That's why synchronism uh, between uh, lower level manager and the leaders is extremely important. Everybody speaks same language. That is extremely important how, and of course I use the success principle tools that I use in every single day of my business. And I teach that the rule of five and chuck it down because a large project three months six months nine months and i use in every single uh, things in uh, mastermind to build uh, you see we got uh, last week uh, with uh, executive committee meeting with uh, columbia toastmasters and we developed different strategy why because we brainstorm means mastermind to build something new something that because sometimes uh, until today this kind of process or procedure worked in a new business era it does not anymore so what we do we need to enhance every organization today need to go there to go back and see what working and what is not so in that case you invent and you create and I love, of course, I work with uh, scientists for 17 years at Columbia University. I love creation. I love to be, bring something brand new that can accelerate the business to the next level. Yes, absolutely. And what you're really um, lighting up in my mind right now is this 
this difference that people have, and perhaps they think, you know, we're one way or the other. I think that people can develop if it doesn't come naturally to them to have a growth mindset. So many people think the way it is, is the way it is. It's been answered. The box has been filled. I don't want to revisit this, but when we are open to change and change can be difficult for a lot of people, but when we're open to that, that's when the magic happens. That's when the, you know, the growth that brings us forward, the opportunities become available. So that's a great story of, of a very, you know, kind of a, a standard or traditional model, your Toastmasters group, re-envisioning, you know, looking for a different way to move forward because times have changed. So institutions, teams, corporations who feel they solved that problem, they don't need to change, could very easily be left behind, couldn't they? Oh, yes, because in change is difficult and people don't like to change. It's so difficult. The thing is, there are few questions that you need to answer. ask yourself. Why should I change? What I lose if I don't change? Mm. And how I do that? Who is going to help me? That is critical because if you don't want to change, you're going to left behind. The river is moving, doesn't stay in one place, right? So you got to, you got to go too. Yes, and I love that third aspect. Who's going to help me change? This isn't something that we must resolve on our own. We can call in resources. We can learn from the path and experience of others to ease our own way. Absolutely, yes. You cannot make all the, all the mistakes in life, right? You have a shortcut to someone like you or me, to this book that they can buy in Amazon. And so it's a shortcut for them to not go there. I don't want anybody to go where I was, right? I was burnout out executive so badly, I almost die. So I don't want anybody to go there. It's painful for you, your family, your tribe, your community, your employees is bad for everybody. Don't be selfish to not change. Change is good. Change is good. And, and that's such a powerful point that you make too. Um, in my experience, people who, you know, I talk about what I do and what I make available in my coaching and my programs, and they say, oh, everyone has stress. Everyone needs help with that. But they're not ready for it themselves in many cases because they feel like it isn't bad enough yet right? The way yes. that I look at it is they think it's not broken enough yet. They don't need yeah. to put in the time and the effort to change it, to fix it. They're going to yeah. wait until the system has really, truly left them burned out <laughs> in a health yeah. crisis and then look for solutions. And at that point, it's so far down the line. It's so difficult to turn that around. So my analogy is, you know, we want to work upstream when change is easier, when smaller changes have a much greater impact and can give us that course correction to lead us to a completely different place with more success, with more ease, rather than working the hard way until we're forced to make a change because we've resisted yeah. until that last opportunity. Yeah, and that then is gonna take you more time, more energy, more yes. resources, and it's going to be long journey. People believe that is destination. I finished the school or the business and this is it. No, it's a journey. Absolutely. 
health and as well. <laughs> health, relationship, uh, vacation, community, work, everything. Everything. If you don't synchronize all of them, not just one, because I see people that are rich, but their relationship is crazy, bad. Mm -hmm. Right? Or they are healthy, but they have no money. So this kind of discrepancy is something is missing in a puzzle that we need to tackle and then fixable change. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I want to make sure everyone got that, that your career, your family, your health is not a destination. We have to release that picture of once we solve it, we don't have to worry about it and embrace that it's a journey and that it's going to change and shift and that it is integrated. These lanes all come together and intertwine. And that's how we can find balance. Yes, and I love a, a book for the uh, middle school I was reading for my son. It's um, one musician from Utah about, yeah, uh, he played cello. And in his story, metaphoric, of course, uh, he has, uh, you know, the rocks from the, from the sea, sea mm -hmm. rocks. And uh, he collect all of them in a, uh, in a bay of the ocean and then he take the ones which are polished which are and to polish that means we as a people we are first what we say bene brutto and and, and good bad and ugly right so when we are brutto we need mm -hmm. to polish Mm -hmm. and the polish and that's why we have leaders in high caliber we have middle managers and we have employees because they went through that process of polishing themselves or having tools that they need to be a better leaders better managers better husband better anything or business women like you and me <laughs> yes i think that's a very helpful visual that we are all in different stages of development Yes. And that we can learn a lot from the people who are a bit ahead of us on the path, be that through mentors, through coaches, through people that we can find who have refined the tools so that, as we were saying, we don't have to do it the hard way. We don't have to solve it all on our own. We can find solutions. Uh, yes. And to choose your friends better than you. To level up. <laughs> yes, because they helped you to, to, to accelerate your skills. My father, when I was nine, he says to me, he has no son. My son, he says, uh, mm. choose your friends carefully and better than yourself. And that's what I did. It's an, a, a good lesson to receive early. Desi, before we're out of time, please tell us about your podcast. I'd love for people to be able to go check that out if they'd love to continue the conversation with you. Oh, yeah, uh, because I'm so passionate to help everybody to know to, to be high achiever, what I call all of us, that we get out of that, that box we are in. And uh, it's called Failed Get Up and Never Give Up from based on my first book. Terrific. And uh, that is after because I've been writing passionately and uh, it's extremely helpful 
because people get uh, motivation, get inspiration, get tools that they need to be a better leaders and better humans. Terrific. We all need that kind of inspiration and more tools for our, to our toolkit. So we'll definitely have a link to your podcast in the show notes. People can check that out and like and subscribe and leave a glowing review for Desi's show so more people can continue to find it. And is there anything else you'd like to share with us before we go today? Well, I have a gratitude and I'm thankful for sharing your time with me and to, to help all our communities to be a better society, better human and better future. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you. Thank you for being a visionary, for holding the vision for the rest of us and, and showing us the way. It's a lo always lovely to collaborate and to work with you, Desi. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you very much. I love Take you. Take care. Goodbye. Thank you for tuning in today. Check out the show notes for any links we mentioned. To learn more about living life with less stress and more flow, visit happifiedlife.com. And if you found value in today's episode, make sure you subscribe to catch the next one and leave a review to help fellow pod surfers find Happified. Until next time, keep on shining. <laughs>